So with that, we'll go ahead and get started this evening. And I believe it might have been cut off this morning. But at the end of service, I ask that you turn in your Bibles to the 63rd Psalm. I'll give you a title for the message tonight. Any place, anywhere, anytime. Let us read. David writes, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with morrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword, they shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Well, this morning we shared and learned of David in his low point in depression and what he did as a result. And tonight in this psalm, we see David lifted from depression and above depression, though he is still going through a difficulty in life. And what we know about this psalm is that it took place in the wilderness or, or desert area in Judah. What we don't know for sure about this psalm that many believe is whether this was a time of Absalom's rebellion against his dad, David, or whether it was some other case. Whatever the situation, David's in the desert, food and drink is very scarce. And this wilderness he's in, it's a typical place to run for a time of shelter from the enemy. So whether it be Absalom or someone else, it's typical that he would be pursued by the enemy. So he could be pursued as a result of his son, he, David, could be pondering in his heart, you know, what went wrong in his relationship with his son and what kind of father he was, if that's the case. Whatever the case is, he could be tempted just to lay down in regret and wallow over the situation that he is in. He could just complain and bellyache about his circumstances. 
or he could balk about the discomforts of the wilderness that he is in. It was a temptation for depression again. But we see a different side of things. I wouldn't want to leave us in a, that situation of depression this morning. There is something to do about it. But there's also a time that we never even get there. Even in a time of difficult circumstances. Because where we saw depression for David this morning, we see delight with David, even in his hard circumstances, even in the trials that he's going through. He is delighting in God. So look with me in verse 1 and 2. At an any place kind of desire. And I would like to read it again. He says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. David couldn't get to the sanctuary. David couldn't be with God's people. David could not experience the sweetness of dwelling together with brethren in unity. And that sounds familiar to every single one of us right now. But with David in his situation, as he is off in the wilderness, in this calamity that he is in, he writes this song. He writes this song of glory and praise to God. He, and he writes this song with desire for God. He was on fire for God. And for him to have this kind of desire when he is off and he is away from the things of God and away from the people of God, what we can know about him is that David was not playing church when he was back in the sanctuary with the people of God. It was true sincere worship. David was experiencing the power of God in the worship service in the sanctuary. To have such an intense longing for God that David had, it came from an experience with God. For David to long for something in such a way here means he's experienced it before. And he knows what he's, what he's wanting and he knows what he's had. And that is a true, worshipful, sincere experience with God. Sure, he was thirsty and sure he was hungry. But the deeper need that David had was the deeper desire. And his deeper desire was for God. A longing for God. David had experienced faithful worship in the Lord. And sincere worship in the Lord prepares you and I for the rough patches of life. You see, David saw God's power in true worship. So David is seeing God's power as he's tested in the wilderness. He couldn't be in the sanctuary 
But he could be with his Savior. And he was with his Savior. And his Savior was with him. Can we have such a longing desire for the righteousness of God? Can that be our appetite? If that's our appetite, our desires will be fulfilled. We will be satisfied when we desire him. Can we have an any place kind of worship for God? Can we have an any place kind of desire for God as David had here as he was off in the wilderness? We can desire him, the few that are here tonight. You can desire him at home just as much as you desired him here. Can we desire him any place? It's an example that we see in David that he desired him even in the desert. But let's not only see the desire any place, but how about an anywhere kind of praise? Verses 3 through 5. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. David didn't have the presence of the sanctuary, but he could depend on his omnipresent God. He didn't have the articles of the tabernacle, but he had the reality of a true spiritual relationship with the Lord. There was no priest. There was no altar. There was no sacrifice. But verse 4, we see that David could lift up his hands in praise to his God. And he wasn't lifting them up for show. He was lifting them up alone with the Lord. He was praising the Lord and it was only David and the Lord together. And his heart was lifted. David knew the love of God. And the loving kindness of the Lord was better than life to David. To know the love of the Prince of Life is better than life itself. David's soul was parched, but he was able to commune with the one who could give him living water. These circumstances in David's life that he was going through actually served as a platform for the experience of the Lord's love in his life. You know, it's one thing to acknowledge God's love. It's another thing to be personally affirmed by the love of God. Have you been personally affirmed by the love of God in your life? Have you acknowledged the love of God for you maybe? And you like to hear about it every now and then? Or is the loving kindness of the Lord better than life to you? 
Because it was to David and it affected David during the hard times that he was going through. It held back complaint from David and was replaced by the writing and the singing of the song that we are sharing tonight. He was singing praises to God. God can be praised any where may the roof come off at your house tonight while you give praise to God. Praise him from here. Praise him from home. You can praise God everywhere. Praise him today. We not only see an anywhere kind of praise. We see an any time kind of remembrance in verses six through eight. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth thee. David had a peaceful heart. David had a calmness in the night. Night is spoken of negatively throughout the Bible. But here we have David at night. And David is in a place of meditation. He is meditating upon the Lord. He was remembering the Lord. You see in verse 6 that word remember. And we'll define that word remember here tonight as recalling what God has said and done in the past and applying it to our present situation. Remember God, recalling what God has said and done in the past and applying it to our present situation. You think of all of Israel's rebelling and all of Israel's disobedience in the wilderness. And it was a result of Israel forgetting God. They forgot the miraculous wonders of God and all that God did to give them liberty and to free them. They forgot about the parting of the water. They forgot about the drowning of the enemy. They forgot about the manna from heaven. They forgot about the water that came from the rock. They forgot God. They didn't remember him. And it resulted in murmuring and complaining and doubting and fearfulness when every ounce of danger came their way. We must always remember What God has done so that we can recognize what he will do and can do in our present circumstances. How about that? How about that for you and I getting some rest in the night for what could be a restless night for you and I? Remembering what God has done for us. I'm afraid we experience some failure sometimes as we face things in the present when we must glance back 
now and again and remember what our almighty father has done for us and what his hand can accomplish with no effort at all that he can do and what he can do to provide for us. I don't know how much meditating David did through the night and I don't know how much sleeping he did through the night. But if he slept, it was a Proverbs kind of sleep that he got. I mean that from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24, where it says, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Can we remember God in our circumstances? Can we think on our God more then we think on our circumstances right now. That's what the child of God can do. We can remember God not just in the sanctuary. But we can remember God in the sanctuary of our home. We must remember him all the time. We must remember the great things that he has done. Can we have an anytime kind of remembrance as David has here? Because that will lead you and I to an anytime kind of rejoicing. And we see this in verses 9 through 11. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. David truly worshipped the Lord in the sanctuary. It was consistent, true, and faithful worship. When he could worship and gather with the people of God. And that resulted in desire for God. When he couldn't go to the house of God. When he couldn't be with the people of God. When he was all alone. True worship resulted in him desiring God. It resulted in praise to God. It resulted in remembrance of God. And rejoicing. Rejoicing in him. David is suffering difficulty. David is in the desert. It's not his normal spiritual routine by any means. Yet, we see that David has been renewed. His thirst has been quenched. His hunger has turned to hope. David's dominant experience is no longer his difficulty. His dominant experience is divine help from heaven. That's how we see that David would sum up what he's going through right now. It's not about his difficulty. It's about what he has received from heaven and how faithful the Lord is to him. He has been renewed. He has been restored. 
after all of his error, and we know a lot of David's error, and, and we don't know specifically what it is here, but he's been restored after all of his error, and he's been restored over his enemies. And by the way, the language that we have here in verses 9 through 11, in what David is saying about his enemies, let us understand what's going on here. David is not showing a vicious ill will toward our enemies or the enemies of God. That we might say, sick them God and, and get them and punish them to the fullest extent. That's not the heart of David. That is not the example for you and I. That spirit is not okay for you and I. What David is doing is honoring the justice of God. He believes God. He has faith in God's justice. And notice something else. David is not trying to get revenge on his own. He is turning his enemies over to the Lord. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. David is showing that he believes God. When God says he will get justice, David believes it. He is not rejoicing over the destruction of his enemy. He is rejoicing over his personal, victorious, almighty God who can defeat all of his enemies. And he encourages Israel to rejoice with him. That's a good prayer and desire for you and I. That we would encourage others to praise God and to rejoice in the Lord. Because rejoicing can become contagious. It's contagious when we see someone rejoicing. The true joy of the Lord is something that goes on within you and I. But it has an outward expression. And it will infect others. What a blessed virus we might spread to others. That they might rejoice in God no matter what their circumstances, no matter if they're around the things of God, no matter if they're able to be around the people of God, that you and God alone can have a praise and worship service right there in your very home. As we close, I would like to close with a few points of something very special we see in this very special psalm. I would encourage that you might go back and read this at another time and meditate on this psalm. Because as we consider David's situation here and what David has overcome and the fact that David is delighting in the Lord, there's a, there's a temptation for depression here again. But, but no place, nowhere, no time in this psalm are there any requests or complaints made to God. Don't get me wrong. The Lord invites our requests to Him that we would make them with thanksgiving. And sometimes the people of God complain, though we shouldn't. I'm not saying it's okay. 
but make your request to God. But through this time that we are going through, could we spend time with God and just have a grateful, thankful heart to him, no matter what we are experiencing? We can do that because we know the Lord and we know what kind of Lord God we have. So we know that he allowed these circumstances to come our way. We also know that he is able to resolve these circumstances. And we know that he will end these circumstances. No matter how much time it takes, God is going to end these circumstances in his time. And we're so encouraged as by the church as we have communicated by way of computer, by way of email and text and whatever way we can. We're encouraged by Lakeway and your faithfulness and the uplifting things you have written and said. And we're proud of Lakeway and we can believe that our church during this time will be having an any place kind of desire for him and an anywhere kind of praise to him. David says in verse four, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Go ahead and lift up your hands and praise to God at home tonight. If you choose to do so, give him praise. We don't just praise him here. We can praise him at home. I believe our church can have an anytime kind of remembrance of him. What a sweet testimony we have when we have experienced the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And we can look back on all that he's done for us. And we're sure that Lakeway is going to remember their God in this time. And can we have an anytime kind of rejoicing in him? Can we rejoice in the Lord anytime and all the time? Kids, on up to teenagers, if you're sitting around with your families right now, why don't you just go ahead and jump for joy in Jesus' name? Jump for joy and give Jesus praise. Rejoice in him. Rejoice in him until we return again. God bless you all. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you tonight. And I thank you for so many examples that you give us through through your child, your servant, the king you made, David. Father, I thank you that we can see during difficult times that we can delight in you. And Lord, I pray that we might all have that special time where we're not making any requests. We're not asking you any questions. But we're just being grateful and thankful to you and praising your holy name. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for giving your son, Jesus. We know that you didn't spare your son 
but you delivered him up for every single one of us, for us all. And we know that with him, you can freely give us all things. Help us to rest in you, to trust you, to be thankful unto you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.